Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 26. We have Marianne back on the mic. She's back from Changing Lanes number 30. Uh, that was quite a while ago. That was uh, a year ago, mm-hmm. December 16th. Um, exactly. I'm going to talk about what's our subject? Help me out here. Um, Chal- growing and challenging yourself. Growing and challenging yourself after divorce, uh, removing yourself from the area, coming back. You got divorced in? Tw- separated in 2010 and divorced 2012. And then you left the country in May this year. Yeah. And you're just now visiting the grandkids yeah. and your daughter yeah. and everybody else. So, Tell us about that experience of coming back generally. Um, you're putting me on. <laughs> <laughs> generally. generally. Yeah, it's not going to use any names. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you leave and you feel that you have grown as a person. I, I mean, that's why I left. I, I left because I was kind of getting stuck. You know, like you said, I divorced. And then I, I, it's like time goes by and nothing is happening. I'm not challenging myself. I'm not growing as a person. So May 2018, I decided to move. And I have in these seven months, I have really grown as a person. Okay. So to come back and I mean, I'm, I am, you know, I'm not, I'm assuming that most of the people that I know back here are in the same spot that they were when I left. Okay. So I have grown and I have seen so many other things and I have learned so much. And so when I come back, I feel like I really feel like I don't belong. I feel like I, I'm not coming back to, to what it was. I'm, I'm coming back to something else, something else. I mean, it is, Colorado is still here. Yep. Colorado is still the same, but I am different. So I'm noticing that I'm noticing kind of like why I left. I'm noticing the negativity that I was stuck in. So the fact that you left was a positive thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And it's, it's, and, and looking, and looking back it's, and looking at it now, it's like, oh my God, I was sitting in this this situation for so long that I was just becoming negative and depressed myself. And there's so many other things out there that can, I mean, if you have, I mean, granted you have the privilege to leave. Everybody doesn't have the privilege to leave and just uproot and just pack. So it's pretty much called a change of venue, you know, that you leave and uproot and, Let's say that other people have a chance just to leave town, go go to a different suburb, go to a different state. Um, it might be the best thing for them. So this was Absolutely. the best thing for you. Absolutely. That you need to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even when you divorce and let's say you get the house, <coughs> you know, whoever gets the house and mm-hmm. stay in that house where you were married and you have all those memories. And situations. Obviously, wow. I believe there, it's impossible to change and move on because you're just you're just walking around in in the dirt, if you will. You're just walking around in all the memories and everything. So you need new dirt. You need new dirt. You need definitely need a new venue, even if it's just moving to a house next door or yeah. anything like change. that. Change. Change. Change is definitely good. But I guess you can look at it too that I mean some people might be comfortable in what's the same. Yep. There's, there's some people out there that you can't move their cheese. You know, yeah. don't move my cheese, that book. Yeah. Uh, some people that need the same thing over and over again because that's how they exist. 
Yeah. So, you know, just, just from the standpoint, they were all different. Some people might need a change and some people might not. Yeah. But this is reaching out for those who may need the change. They don't know it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if that you, there's a possibility. And if you, if you stay in that house, I, I think most of those people are the ones who, who will just never move on and they will never reach. Never heal. Never heal. Yeah. Never heal. Yeah. For sure. So let's tie in forgiveness in, into that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that once you move on, you you take a move or change a venue, I would think that forgiveness is a lot easier. Who am I forgiving? Um, mainly yourself and the person who you divorced. But, you know, like they said, that for, forgiveness is for you, not for them. Yeah. If there, the, if there is a need for forgiveness. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, me and my ex, I mean, we're fairly friendly with each other. And I never felt like I was mm. angry angry with him. Like I told you before, that is so not the case. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess what I am forgiving, if you will, then is, is the, the part that, I mean, I stayed. I don't regret anything in my life, but I stayed. And looking back and, and not doing this, a move... Sooner. Sooner. That's probably something perhaps maybe that needs forgiveness, but there's always a time for everything. I mean, you are where you're supposed to be at all times. and and Either bad or good. Either bad or good. And then you can, I mean, I mean, being, believing in a higher power that I believe I am where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But you also have the choice to... To make you happy. Make a change. To make a change. I have a friend, uh, Kim. Kim always says that things happen to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you're in a bad relationship, that relationship shows you what you don't want. Yeah. So you almost have to thank that person for showing you what you don't want. Exactly. Which is, which is tough. Exactly. And uh, the other one, I just forgot. I just had it. But yeah, so so you have to thank the good and the bad because the bad can also form your life too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I divorced, I mean, I dated bit and then everybody i met i took the good and the bad and then i i Hopefully you it learned out. and improved and from I it learned and so the reason i know, <coughs> i know what i want because i had all those experiences so you're able to hone your skills yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i i just i i think just i mean ch- if we go back to to making changes and challenging yourself mm-hmm. because I noticed also that when I lived here, the the friends or the people that I always listen to and I listen to their problems, they listen to my problems. And so year after year after year, we're just wallowing in the same in our problems, in the, the same problems. pool, the same pool, the same pool, year after year after year, and so that's another thing I have noticed that I don't want to listen to the problems anymore, and I just want to tell these people that if you want to wallow in it, then that's your problem. Either you do something about it, or I don't really want to 
I don't want to just wallow in it. With I don't. You. I don't mind listening to people's problems. I really mm-hmm. don't. I, I. I love to help. But if the if, problem goes over and over, and they don't listen to you, yeah. and over and over, and if you yeah. if you don't if you don't you know help help yourself at some point, then it's. Uh, <laughs> I feel I'm wasting my energy, and it's it's not going anywhere. So coming back, it's even. And I started thinking like that before I moved and. Some reason that I, I wanted to pick up because I wanted to change. Don't want to sit for the rest of my life mm-hmm. wallowing in problems. So I think you just need to, um, you really need to take a really look inside and really realize what it is from all your experiences. Chalk them all up and, and really realize what it is that you want. And and the part that you can change and do something about, super important. So you left the United States and went to Holland. What's the lifestyle in Holland compared to the United States? Because we were talking earlier before the podcast that people in the States are getting more selfish. Yes. So what's the difference between Holland and the United States? Um, Holland being a socialist country, Mm -hmm. and, and it's more of, Everybody helping each other. I mean, are there selfish people over there too? Absolutely. But the, the systemically, it's based on, 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 on the system, on the environment in that country for everybody to help each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just a whole nother feel inside. It's not really, you know, it's not anything you have to speak about. It's like now when I'm here in America, it's, it, there's just a feel. You can you just, just tell. feel it that it's like everybody sits in their own car. You know, everybody's driving down the road in their own cars. And it's like they have a destination. In Holland, it's like I'm on my bike. We're all at the red light and we're all kind of like, we kind of can feel each other's body temperature, if you will. Okay. And it, it makes it feel a so lot. So it's a more of a collective. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And here it's, it's just, I mean, the, it's, I mean, I think politically, it's just, you know. But that's a whole different podcast. That's just like, I mean, the, the environment is just open up to more selfishness, yeah. in my opinion. I I thoroughly agree with all that. Trust me. I've seen our society here in America get more selfish uh, with our political climate. It's gotten worse. Yeah. Uh, but... It's almost like we need it. We need a slap in the face in order to get better. You know, uh, I always tell people that there's lightning that hits the forest and it burns the forest down, but then there's new growth. Yeah. So right now we're having that burning forest. But what kind of society is it when some people are just ousted? Some people yeah. are just not even accepted. Accepted. Yeah. Well, that all depends on who's in charge too. Mm-hmm. Our society is a point where people have too much power. Yeah. And not everybody in the in the seat of power does all the right things. Yeah. So but we have to have to accept that cuz that's what the majority wanted. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we have the opportunity to change that, go out and vote. Um change that over and over again. Please, you know, it's kind of like the bad dates. Yeah. You know, hopefully America learns from this really 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 bad date. Yeah. But that's another th- I mean the dating yeah. though it's when you date what do people really want? Do they want a relationship or are they just content being alone because they're just afraid of 
of changing. That's interesting. Or they don't want to be alone. And they accept anything by, um, I did a podcast with, uh, I think it was Connie and, and we talked about being in relationships too long. You almost always are in it too long. I've done it. You've done it. Everybody's done it. There's always that point where you say, this isn't working for me, but you still stay in it because mm-hmm. you're comfortable. Uh, she's a really good cook. The sex is great or something. Mm-hmm. There's always something that, that, that keeps you in there and you know that you should get out. But that's the same thing as we talked before. And the person who stayed in the house where you, yep. when you were married, is you're afraid of change. And it's if you don't change, you you're know. not growing as a person. And I think growing is a part of healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you, you have to heal. Because there is better out there. Yeah. There is, if you're not happy in that relationship and you're afraid to leave, then you're never going to find anything better because you're not moving on. So relationships are not just opposite sex. It's houses, cars, mm-hmm. situations, mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. And you're giving a lot of yourself. Yeah. And, and becoming older. I mean, I just turned 50. Well, do we get wiser as we get older? Supposedly we do. I mean, I, I think you, you really have to tell yourself to be wise. You really have. I mean, if you know that you're in a bad relationship and you're not moving on, you're not being very wise because you're settling. You're settling. Ooh, the big word, settling. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yes. And then if you settle, you are never going to be happy. So what is settling? There's all these variations of settling. I've talked to other people on podcasts about settling. What is your version of settling? I mean, <coughs> when you're in a relationship, there is give and take. Mm-hmm. But then you have some some really deep, deep ideas that you just can't do. Like, for example, if you meet someone and, you know, he doesn't put that toothpaste cap on or leaves the toilet lit up or whatever. Oh, that would drive me nuts. But that's... You can get over that. But if if the, if the person is having an affair with another you know, with someone else mm-hmm. while you're in, the, then you say, eh, it's just, you know, it's, I don't like it, but then you're settling. So for me, that would be a no-go. So if, if I accepted it and I stayed, I would settle. They call those deal breakers. Deal breakers. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's lots of deal breakers. Yeah. Uh, deal breakers for me is smoking, uh, drinking, excessive drinking, mm-hmm. things like me that. Me too. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's always people's deal break, but sometimes you can settle. You can make your mind think, well, it's not so bad. Maybe the next one will be worse. I might as well stick with this one. You yeah, know? but you, if you say like, okay, she's she's really, really nice, but she smokes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll deal with it. Yeah. Then you're settling. Yeah. Because be- it's, because it's, I, I believe firmly that it's going to bother you for the remainder <laughs> It's going to nitpick you over and over again and peek into those little small fights. Yeah. And then it's going to, you know, and then smaller issues are going to come up because it's really about the smoking. Yep. But then smaller things are going to come up. So it's just like a festering sore that never heals. Yeah. Like the scab. They're picking off the scab. So the changes, the challenges and the changes is, I mean, it's up to you. It's always up to you. And sometimes it's not easy. It's no. not easy to change <coughs> and challenge yourself. But once once you get over it, the sense of power, the sense of or content being growth. Growth. It's it's just it's like okay, now I have learned something else. Let's move on 
to something else that is a challenge. And that, a challenge. that you that I hate that you do. <laughs> yeah. And the challenge doesn't have to be that you're moving, that you have to do something drastic. Yeah. But it just just challenge yourself to to grow as a person. And it's it's every time you grow, you just you, it just feels like like you're stronger. So the precursor to dating and, and or challenges or and or um, uh, deal breakers is is someone told me once that you learn that you have to learn how to be alone. You have to love yourself. yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself from being alone before you can can move on and really really understand the faults that you have. Okay, I mean, what happens if you have no faults? Everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's people out there. There's a few of us out there that don't have any faults. So what do we do? Yeah, but you but you might not have a a fault in your mind. You might not do anything. But I mean. Other people might say like, oh, you know, well, he's, you know, he does that or he does that and things that you might not even think about. Like, I mean, I, I, I do realize a lot of my faults and I, I see it. That's another, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like you can accept other, if you see your own faults, it's like you can accept. You'll be more apt to accept other people's. Other people's faults. And it's. You look at them differently. Not as a fault. as just a part of. Part of life, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, and let's say, I mean, I'm now going to take something drastic. If somebody smokes, and uh, and I, let's say, I um, clean a lot. Mm-hmm. For some people, like, oh, do you have to vacuum every single day? Like, that's my fault. And if they are smoking, it's like, do you have to smoke? So it's like, okay, it's hard for me not to clean every day, and it's hard for them not to smoke. So it's like you kind of understand why they're smoking. I mean, I'm taking smoking yeah. as an example. And it's it's kind of like you can understand the hardship of getting over it. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's just, I mean, obsessive compulsion. I mean, both of them. OCD. Yeah. And it's, it's like you just realize. You almost have to take a step back and and look at the situation and say, hey, maybe that's not so bad because he can't help it because I can't help it either. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then it's like if you can talk about it. Communication. And, oh, that's yeah. another one. Yeah. Yeah. So communication, how important is that? That's yeah. always the big yeah. one. And, and, you, and men suck at communication overall, generally. Yeah. Men and women communicate different. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. You guys got to get better at it yeah. and come down to our level. But it's Feel like, I mean, it, it's like in uh, in my relationship now, I'm, cleaning is like my thing. <laughs> oh, there I, you go. I have a system. So he's, he's I mean, he, he can laugh about it. And it's like, if somebody really is really like a neat freak, and for the other person to laugh at it, if he's accepting me, then how hard is it for me to not accept something that he yep. does? So it's give and take. It's give and take. And so it's like, it's, and just to make fun of it sometimes, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you make fun of the, the issues that you, that you tend to have a, angry conversation mm-hmm. about if you make it light then it, it becomes easier for everybody Whoa. and it's like you just you just grow like for me it's like that just like things that i never realized because i've never been in a relationship like that where you kind of look lightheartedly on on, on like it flows better it like flows. it's funner yeah it's, it's, yeah it's more accepting yeah absolutely 
And it's yeah, you just make jokes about it and 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 move on. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think would happen if you didn't go to Holland? You'd still be stuck, kind of. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm when I'm here. I'm thinking, what if I was still sitting in that apartment and just kind of looking out at the beautiful mountains? I mean, the Colorado is beautiful. It's beautiful, but it's it's it's. Um, I think many people, and I've talked to many people about it. People are feel really alone in Colorado because it's. Um, I don't think there's a lot of things to do here unless you you hike and you yeah, bike and you be outside yep. and you got to be outside and even then because when I was hiking and not and I hiked a lot but when you hike here in Colorado yeah so I'm walking up that trail by myself you know it's I I mean it's no different than sitting at home by myself yeah yeah but you're outside though I'm outside but you. You, it's if if I was still here, there, there would be no difference for me. I would feel be the same, be the same, and I would still feel as alone as I feel right now being here. Okay, how about dating in Holland compared to dating in Colorado in the states? What's the what's some of the differences, the nuances, things like that? Well, I haven't really dated in Holland. Oh, because I, <laughs> I I I met. Uh, um, I I met Walid on um, the internet oh. when I was here. So I had I I mean that's what also made it easy because I had someone to go see to go see, okay. and so I haven't dated in, in Holland. But I think it's um, I I don't know I can't answer that question to be honest. Well, well I think from the standpoint that you said that uh, it was more of a collective. I think dating there would be easier than here where. People here are more standoffish, yeah. centered on themselves, uh, selfish, and where in Europe, Holland, they're probably more accepting. I have noticed, though, that there's a lot more people who hold hands. <laughs> they're not afraid. There? They're, yeah, or they're, here? No, there. They're not afraid of holding hands. I mean, regardless of age. Wow. And they're just walking around and they just seem genuinely. Holding hands content with each other you know they're laying on the they're laying on the beach with like you know just laying really really close to each other no matter what age it is wow and it's it just seems like it's um physical touch and people you just can also say like when people are communicating like the way they're looking at each other Mm -hmm. in the grocery store sometimes i watch people the dynamic between different people and i mean i don't know what kind of relationship they have but they genuinely look each other in the eyes and they have like, oh, should we have, you know, tomatoes or should we have cucumbers? And they gener- they really have that communication. And I don't know, I never experienced that here. And a lot of my friends, I don't think they, I don't think they had the same. It's just a genuine, it's not fake. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, the you are holding the- hand thing was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like. That. And the thing, because when I when I when I go out with with Walid, uh, my partner, then um, one time we went to a restaurant, and this, I mean, just the mentality you have, good or bad, right or wrong. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong, <laughs> but we were at a restaurant, and I always, when when you go out with someone, you sit across from each other, <laughs> and he said he sat next to me, so I said to him, oh. You're sitting next to me. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to be closer to you. Like I want to, you know, 
be able to reach out and, you know, like be closer. And I was like, wow. So the things that I was used to here in America, mm-hmm. they um, stand offish, if you will. And I have learned something completely new has made me really realize even more that if I was still sitting in my apartment, in that pretty apartment, you know, the same thing. I would just be not knowing <laughs> that this is possible. I think the sitting across from each other in America, I think that lends more to conversation. Mm-hmm. Especially like a first, second, third date, because you're not going to sit next to them. Mm-hmm. But it's that conversation. But I see quite a few couples sit next to each other. I saw that the other day, and okay. kind of like, oh, yeah. Not about that part. But it surprised you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It yeah, did. I yeah. was like, whoa, look at that. That's yeah. kind of cute. And yeah. it's kind of the things that surprised me is, um, it's like, wow, that's, it's, it's just a positive. It's like, it's another thing too. It's like, um, we got some pancakes from a friend and she gave it up to us in a little plastic container. And, um, they were Egyptian pancakes. And, uh, my, my uh, Walid loves, uh, those Egyptian pancakes and he said to me when you return the container make sure that it's not empty that's a Texas thing also and it's, that too. but yeah. it's something that I never knew and it's again something that I, I something that's I mean maybe people do that here too but for me if I hadn't made this move it might be something that I would never realize in my entire life so put some food in it that you made back to them exactly or just put you know Anything, fruit, you know, candy, whatever. My concern was always to return that container clean. Yep. Sure <laughs> you want to? No way. That's not you. That's going to be spam. And to put something in it, it would just be dirty again. <laughs> I'm not going to dirty up this container. I want it clean. But there are so many things that, for me, being the way that I am, so fanatic and so compulsive mm-hmm. with that, it's like. What difference does it make if the container's not clean when I return it? What difference mm-hmm. does it make that I put something in it and she'll clean it after she enjoys what's So in has it. he become a cleaner since you've had that influence on him? Has Wally become a cleaner, kind of? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> okay, alrighty then. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not that he's a big mess, yeah. but it's... The, the but he hasn't is, grabbed no, onto any and, of your but things. But the thing is that I don't want to change him. Yeah. Because that's, I think, that's what we do too in, yeah. in our marriages. We we meet someone who might smoke or drink, mm-hmm. and we think we can change yeah. him. Oh, man. Do we ever. Yes. And, and then it's like, that is not that's not challenging ourselves or growing. So that's, more accept them the way they are and then go from there. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you are, if you are in tune, in, I mean, he does the best he can because he knows that it, that it's important for me. But I don't know how to say it. I, I kind of lost in my train of thought there, but he just is being just, 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm 58, man. And I lose train of thought eight times a day. Um, so many things it's that I just realized about myself and, and this summer also we went to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw those pictures. Those pretty and cool. And just, um, I mean, just realizing with myself how I'm really, really spoiled and entitled having lived in the West for so long. And it's like, then it's like when you talk about give and take and accept and tolerate. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of things I have to accept and tolerate about myself. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that everything that I, that, 
I have done that is out of my ordinary. Like I have moved, you know, I went to Egypt, I went, you know, to foreign places. And the things that I more and more understand about myself is I challenge myself and I understand myself and mm-hmm. I grow. And it's, it's really, really nice. It's, it's, so change is good. Change is good. Change is good. Sometimes change is scary, but change is really good. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so before you move back to Holland, were you, was it kind of scary? Was it, there was a little scared element there? Or was it more, or does the excitement overrule the scared element? Because there's probably a little bit of both. Um, not scared. I wouldn't use the word scared. I'm just, I was just a little sad because I was leaving my daughter and my grandkids here. And sometimes, I guess what I think about, I'm just going to be super honest now. Sometimes what I think about is like, even if it is change, I still look back and wonder what would it be like if I was still married? Mm-hmm. You know, if we were, what if I was still with my, my ex-husband? You know, then what would happen with my daughter? How would her life be different from if we stayed back? And some of those thoughts are constantly in my head. And I have to, I mean, I have to reflect on them because they make, they make it negative for me. Yeah. They sometimes make it impossible to look forward and to make the changes, but you just kind of have to force yourself. So be moving doesn't, not, it doesn't scare me. Um, it's not always easy. I mean, I don't speak Dutch yet and it's mm. not that I'm scared. It's just sometimes we have so much baggage. So it's, it's, uh, but, but on the other hand, if I said to myself, if I wallowed in that, like, oh, you know, I can't move because then what's going to happen to them? Then if, what if, what would happen to me if I didn't make the change? You know, people, as your kids get older, you, I feel that you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just like being on an airplane, you know, when the cabin depressurizes and the oxygen mask come down, you got to put yours on first and then your kids. Great example. Because you can't take care of yourself. You can't take yeah. care of your kids. So I learned early in my divorce or post-divorce that if I wasn't okay, I wasn't able to take care of my kids. Yeah. So sometimes you have to be a little selfish and, and take care of yourself and then your kids. That's a great, I didn't yeah. even think about it like that because that's another thing a lot of, um, some of my friends have, I guess have talked about in, uh, in the absence of my company. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The absence of my company. <laughs> they have said like, you know, how could she, how could she leave her, her, you know, her daughter, she only has one daughter. How could she leave her and the, the kids? It's like, the thing that I see in my daughter is that um, whatever I have done, I have raised her to be a great And the fact mother. that you left probably made her grow up even more. I'm setting an example that if you're not really super content with what you're doing, and I'm not saying like, you know, leave your husband or yep. anything, but I mean, even do it, even do it when you're married. And so you don't become in a rut. If you're still married and you you both feel that it's going nowhere, I mean, uh, this just dawned on me. Like, I mean, when I was, my ex-husband never wanted to move. But what if you have that kind of relationship where you both go, well, we're just in a rut. And it's like they're getting angry and angry with each other instead of saying like, you know, why don't we just make a change together? And there's actually a couple in um, 
in in where I live in Holland, mm-hmm. there's a couple there with two kids from Colorado Springs. Wow! And they made the move together to Holland. To Holland. Wow! He, he, they made sure that he got a job with. Um, I think he works for for NASA. Uh, no, 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 no. He doesn't work for NASA. NATO. He works for NATO. Um, and he got a job over there. And they decided together they wanted to leave this mess over here <laughs> and and to go over there. And they did it together. Wow. So, and they stayed together. Yeah. And, I mean, how are they growing together? So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to Just grow alone. Is, yeah. But if you have do what you have to do. I mean, that's, I just don't know. I mean, like, what if, what if my ex and I had done that? What if we had just said, like, we need a change. Let's go. We need a change. Let's go. Wow. How cool would that be? Probably would have been different. Yeah. So we talked about change, growth, oxygen mask in the airplane, mm-hmm. uh, dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did uh, Egyptian pancakes. We probably <laughs> taste really good right now because I love pancakes. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And, and the fact that if you didn't move, you would probably be someplace else or doing the same old thing. Yeah. I would sit in that chair. I would look out of my pretty view at the mountains and the brown dirt across the street and yeah. the Bear Creek Park there. And, and I would just sit there and feel very, very alone. Now, do you want to go back to school one day? Is that absolutely, option? absolutely. Well, actually, I'm, when I go back, I'm going back to. Uh, I'm going to take a course in. Um, I'm going to take the CELTA course. So I'm going to teach English uh, as a second language. Okay. Um, and I'm going to open a cultural cafe. Uh, I'm going to help refugees, um, second generation gen- um, immigrant refugees, if you will, help them uh, find find. Who they are again? Identity. Identity. Find who specialty. they are, um, and find and and uh, and help them um, reach their potential. Not let other people stop them in what they're capable of doing. So me and my friend are going to have um, this cultural cafe where we're going to have English lessons, computer lessons, workshops, Everything. motivational speaking. My biggest question is why did you go to Holland instead of going back home to Sweden? Well, I did try Sweden. Okay. I tried Sweden when I graduated in 2016. And and I wasn't thinking about it then. It just felt like it was not the right thing to do. Thinking about it now, mm-hmm. it's like when I went to Sweden, it's like I lived there for 20 years. So go, I'm going back. Everything I was thinking about was, that's not how it used to be. This is not all right. So if I moved to Sweden, I, it would not be a positive move because I would I would feel like I was... Having lived in America and reached, you know, new adventures, mm-hmm. moving back to Sweden would be ten steps back. Oh. And and um, and when I met Walid, I guess somebody sent him to me just to make my choice and make it a little bit easier for me to reach reach my goals of you know reach help me challenge myself really. Mm-hmm. And so I think going back, it's not always the best thing. Like if, let's say it doesn't work out in Holland, to come back to Colorado (laughs) (laughs) would not be. I'd be surprised. Say, what? It's not Christmas time? Yeah. But it it would just be um, like I feel now. I just feel super, super alone. And that's when I went to Sweden in 2016. I have family and friends there. 
And I felt super alone. Could it be that you weren't ready? I think it's just not for me. It's not for you. And I think same thing here. I've, in Sweden, I felt super alone. Coming here, I felt super alone. That doesn't necessarily all mean that it's everybody else's fault. Yep. I'm probably exuding something that kind of is, is people either, you know, feel like maybe that I'm standoff, standoffish or something. And so it's not always <laughs> other people's fault that you feel alone. Okay. It is maybe what you're exuding. Exactly. And if I would sit in my chair in that in and be here, I would I would be exuding negativity okay. and becoming happy. And people would therefore maybe say, oh, she's not really in a good place. People would you know put you over there. Put me over there. And I would and you know, and the the longer you are over there by yourself in the corner, the worse it gets. So the aloneness starts to perpetuate and it just becomes more and more and more. I think so. I think so. Oh. And I mean, society could alienate you, but you could also alienate yourself. yourself. It doesn't, uh, and it's, it is really what you do with it, what you do with it. And so, I mean, socializing is super important for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody thrives when they're alone. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I would just, I just promote change and challenging yourself, realizing your, uh, your faults, your, your, the positive um, and the negative. Ex- ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The positive wow. and the negative. I mean, I know a lot of things. I'd look at my daughter, for example, when she raises her children, you know, and I don't know if I said this before, but, she puts out a towel or a sheet on the table and she brings out the, the colors, the watercolors and, you know, they're sitting yep. there playing and, you know, they have, they're really, really messy. Yep. And I never did that. Yep. Right. It drives you crazy, doesn't it? Well, I look at her and I'm going like, well, good for her. Yeah. Something good different. Good for her. Yeah. Like, yes, it drives me crazy because it's something that is my problem. Yes. But good for her. <laughs> you know, her kids become, Yep. A little bit more, um, maybe it'd be easier for them to challenge themselves, yeah. you know. And every generation is, you know, it's almost like every generation is, is supposed to improve on the previous generation. Yeah. Our job is to um, expand and expose our kids to more than what we're exposed to. Mm-hmm. And sometime in that fact, it can spoil them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a give and go there, even too much or not enough. But I was very lucky with my three. All of them have, are working and this, that, and the other, and they have great personalities. So, but I've, I've seen and heard other where the parents have just had the lock and key on them, do this, this, and this, and this, and then they get out and then they don't have any, any, um, reason to stay the straight and narrow and yeah. then just go, go, go crazy. Yeah. Cause they didn't give them, because our job too is, is sometimes to give them enough rope to hang themselves. Yeah. But we can fix it. Yeah, and and they can experience, but uh, these other kids had no chance of experiencing it, yeah. and they and they failed in the yeah. end. And I don't know how my daughter turned out the way she did because I was kind of like the hovering, the yeah. helicopter right. mother, <laughs> and how she's become the way she is is because it was meant to be. And it just showed. I mean, maybe there was other things that I showed her. I mean, maybe when I started going to school and maybe you know speaking up for for causes that I truly believe in, showing maybe, your independence. Yes, and just not really all the time going with the flow, like 
Just because somebody else buys a fancy car doesn't mean that I want to buy a fancy car. Doesn't mean I want to wear Michael Kors or just yeah. because everybody else does. And I've already always had a unique done your own thing, yeah, personality. Or, and and I think she's picking up on that, and she kind of does what she feels is the best way. Maybe you're her hero. I doubt that. Yeah. Oh, see, you doubt that, but you never know that that you're their hero. You know, we we impart on our children to be successful and do the right thing, and sometimes they surprise you. I'm surprised all the time. But do you feel you have challenged yourself and and challenged myself? Do you feel well, you have grown as a person? I mean, you do this, and you yes. do a lot of you know. <clears throat> Through through the vehicles of the internet and podcasts, I've challenged myself. Relationship-wise, I probably still have a little bit more to do. Um, Social-wise, friends and stuff, I've challenged myself. Job-wise, a little stagnation there. You know, Maybe I need to challenge myself job-wise. But overall, pretty happy. Because I'm from that standpoint that it can always be worse. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to really be happy with what you have and try to improve on it from there but but sometimes i feel i get a little a little stagnant and have to mix it up a little bit and that's that's why i do these so if you yeah. would change if you would change something what would you change oh man i would like to for the on the spot for the website podcast thing to take off i would like to do more of this mm-hmm. this is my love you know this is this is a great conversation Matter of fact, I should have turned the mic on about 20 minutes when you first got here. That was good. Okay. Um, I would like to just do more of this, more of this, and maybe a little less dentistry. But I still like dentistry, but maybe a little less dentistry okay. and more of this. So just take that take that sliding scale and then move it toward okay. the, the websites and stuff. That's great. I yeah. think this is a really great. Um, yeah. um, and then have a have like a have a have a bunch of prostitutes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll be a madam or, 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 or just a mad. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be the madam. I'd just be mad. Yeah. But what can you do dif- different in your, in your relationships? I mean. Oh man. On the spot. On the spot. God. Um, I could, I think I could be more true to myself mm-hmm. in, in my relationships. There we go. God dang it. It's my show. <laughs> I'm supposed to go there, man. And for those of you that are listening, yes, this is my show, damn it. <laughs> wow. And here comes Mary. I know, take over. I know. Take over and slap me upside the head. Hey, David, what do you think? Take a break. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I could be more true to myself, I think, in my relationships. And uh, and I think they could go further. But, but right now, I don't put a whole lot of uh, time or effort in my relationships, more so than this, because I'm still at a point where I need to get everything else together. Work, this, home, stuff like that. So are you wasting time dating? No. No. Oh, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm not wasting time dating. God. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's I am not door, wasting time. I am not wasting time dating. I'm I'm doing okay dating mm-hmm. and not wasting time. Wow. <laughs> Good. I can't wait to produce this one. I'm gonna leave this in there. Just get in trouble. Uh, no, not wasting time dating. Um, just, just need to be more focused. There we go. 
Here we go. Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> God dang it. Get out of here. Oh. All right, Marianne. I want to thank Marianne for coming by. What an ending. No one has ever put me in the hot seat like that. Ah. It's my, a little bit of a challenge. Oh, yeah. There you go. My, my butt is seared. Did you grow from that question? <laughs> I'll let you know next week. <laughs> I will let you know next week and tell you how much I've grown. I heard what you said. I didn't mean it wasn't me. She made me say it. All right, everybody out there, have a nice night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.